from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. That is the last time I take advice from the likes of you. <laughs> what did I say? So you suggest we oh. do all our sing and dance <laughs> at the beginning. And you know how many additional Instagram followers we got? Let's hear. None! <laughs> Not a one. Well, so that wasn't any worse. It was just the same. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's not what we're here. We're about getting better. Hey, you're not first, you're last. Hey, we were negative one last week, so that was an improvement officially. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) That is a a fair point. And let me check up to the... Oh, by the way, welcome to the Tennis Revolution (laughs) podcast. Let's check up to the minute of 114. I forgot to take my... Follow but away and refollow. <laughs> no. I always forget those. Oh, so anyway, so yeah, so saying all our stuff up front means nothing. <laughs> follow us on Instagram for the love of all things. Follow us immediately. Um, well, not immediately. Well, no, no, you can click over while you're st- listening on your phone. Yeah. It's only YouTube that doesn't let you do that. Does it drive? And then they send you a little thing. Yeah, so, I don't understand. Hey, that. do you want to subscribe? Then you can listen without having it up. Oh, that's their selling point. Oh yeah, There's always a selling point. At Tennis Revolution Pod to be number one fifteen or beyond, <laughs> you can do it. Follow us on Twitter. Now, follow us on, following us on Twitter. I mean, Twitter's sort of uh, it's a known quantity. You're going to get a bunch of garbage. And you're never, you know, I don't know. Instagram seems to be better. Less, you know, nonsense. Well, and uh, I was reading something about Gasquet. Uh, Instagram is still, I feel like, on the way up. And Twitter, I'm not sure it might have plateaued or peaked already. Right. Well, I don't have stock in any of them, so I don't care. (laughs) But uh, Tennis Rev Pod at Twitter. Twitter, you'll get stuff. Instagram, you won't. And I know you're thinking, no, they got to be kidding. And then you follow, and then you unfollow. I get it. We're not kidding. We did exactly what we said. Yeah. You're going to get nothing. Now, again, we've talked about sending little clips out, Insta stories or something. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you they're know, called. I don't know that. I don't either. Uh, I've just heard that word before. Uh, with a little you know, clip, which if we're trying to get listeners, it's mostly going to be just me. Um, and we'll cut you right out. But uh, we'll get we'll get maybe we'll get that going. Maybe that will encourage. Me. I think we plateaued at one fourteen point two. So uh, yeah. So Instagram. Thank you for your loyalty. Those one fourteen. Let me tell you something. I tell you what, it's special. Or your account's disabled and you just left it. And watch us get a new, a whole different one fourteen when we start sending out stuff because we <laughs> lied. Right. What's going? What's going on? They're going to feel betrayed. What's coming up? Anything? Any tennis to talk about? No, I don't think so. Like not really. Women's three O local league stuff. I think that's about it. I actually, you know, we jest, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> Nadal is livid. I have a feeling this is going to be one of the rare topics we don't agree on. Livid. He well, is livid. And the draw worked out horribly for him compared to Federer, which makes it obviously worse. 
Yes, but that means nothing because no, if because it, it, it certainly could have flipped the other way, regardless of where you ended up. So that, well, that, it's actually going to make his argument worse if he loses early because then they're going to say that's why you weren't seated number two. <laughs> fair point, but so it, it and, will well, be because of the draw. If well, let's happens. give it some context here. So Wimbledon, being Wimbledon, has a uh, a formula, if you will that um, they use instead of just straight rankings. Right. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> and so they have more of a surface-based... That was well-timed. That was one of your best. You like it? <laughs> Sir, uh, I've got some new ones, too, as mad as hell, by the way, which I got just for you, Rafa. Uh, so they it's more of a surface-based seating. And I don't know how we're going to disagree I don't know if you, <laughs> you might think you know who I am, but I don't know. <laughs> well, my disagreement is with Wimbledon, typically, why can't they all do the same thing? Like, right. Because Federer shouldn't have been seated third at the French if we're going to do it this way. Federer should have been seated 15th because he hadn't played a clay court <laughs> tournament in two years. So that's right. the problem I have. Right. Either do it in all four slams or don't do it in any. Okay. So, no, that's no. <laughs> now, I'll tell you this. Our. You disagree in the short term because in reality, you want to do what I want to do, which is have our own entire process. Right. We've we've solved this problem already. So there's not even... So we have a a solution, which is you move the beginning of the season into November the previous year. Right. So that means 2019 November is the beginning of the 2020 season. Right. Now listen... Those with calendars, I get it. They're not in the same year. Get a hold of yourself, okay? The entire world has different you know, needs in terms of... And neither of, is baseball. Hey, or American football for that matter. Yeah. So you move the beginning of the Australian season series into November. You play November, you know, part of December, have a holiday break. And then you go into... I don't know how much earlier Australia can move, or if they even need to. I don't right. know. Uh, and then you you play that series, then you get rid of Indian Wells completely and get rid of Miami completely in in March. Start a clay court season, right? Scooch the French Open a little earlier, and then have a clay series. And from now, what I see in the attendance of the French, that it's not going to matter. Now listen, that's not nice. <laughs> They're not home shaving their armpits. I'm sorry, that was a French. I don't even know if that joke still. That was like a yeah. joke from the 80s. They don't do that here anymore. Yeah. So, Monte Carlo. I hear the weather's lovely this time of year. Right? Uh, Spain. Lovely yeah. every all time. I don't think they have any issues in terms of how much you can move Monte Carlo. Except maybe the F1 race. I don't know when that is. <laughs> right. I literally have no idea. No, I don't either. Although... We'll talk about F1 a little bit later, but that's a separate issue. Uh, I've started trying to get into it a little bit. Uh For no reason whatsoever. (laughs) So, uh, and by the way, F1 could help tennis, but that's, uh, again. So, if if they could scooch the French earlier, get rid of the two, you know, Miami and Indian Wells, start a clay court series, boop-de-bop-boop, scooch Wimbledon back a smidge, or maybe the French moved enough and Wimbledon can stay where it's at. Right. Grass court, add another week or two of grass. Dude. It's ridiculously short. And then, you know what, I grass. (laughs) Groovy. Uh, And then 
you've got a grass series into Wimbledon, Wimbledon series, and then hardcourt series. Which is when you would do Indian Wells, Miami. And then all your seeding. All, no, I say we do it right before the Australian. Well, yeah, you did it. Like you said, those make two Indian places. Make Indian Wells part of uh, the Australian series. Yeah, make series. one of them part of the Australian, just one part to, of the US Open. Just to make them miserable. <laughs> they have to fly all the way to Australia <laughs> from here. But like you said, weather-wise, you could play those any time of year. And then this, but the seed, right? So we can move those whenever. And yeah. then the seeding is done during the series, right? So you have to play a minimum number, and maybe your best four results, best three. I don't, whatever it is, I don't right. care. Just three, three tournaments per series is all you right. need. And that's only committing every player to sixteen tournaments a year, which should be nothing, right? If you play three warm-ups in the slam four times, right? Exactly. We're genius. Well, and but you still, because we mentioned this, you still think they should get some credit for their ranking based on an injury or if they don't play any warm-up at all. Because that's why, unless well, they're for at all. All right, so first of all, first of all, by the way, this is the most important discussion revolving around Wimbledon at all, <laughs> this whole situation. Right. Who cares about this, the draw? But why? first of all, why do we seed? Now, one argument that you've actually mentioned is we're giving the number one seed another advantage besides being the best player in right. the world. We're also going ahead and say, hey, the best players, eh, we're going to put you against scrubs in the right. first round. So, not scrubs, of course. The best <laughs> well, and 28 I, people in the world. As you know, I'm not against seeding, but I am against right. 32 seeds. In any event, why do we seed? What is the point? Well, you want the official reason or the behind-the-scenes reason. Official reason, so the best players don't play each other at the beginning of the tournament. So, right. So, you you if you have four favorites, by the way, we would have done more of that experimentation with four seeds if that first time we did it would have worked out. <laughs> by the way, great idea. Disastrous execution. <laughs> so, if you don't know what we're talking about, then you need to go back and listen because yeah. you're not really a Australian big Australian Open time. So, we did uh, an experiment I think one of them worked out okay. One of them was horrible. Yeah, the so, men's I think was okay. The women's was awful. Right. So we had four seeds, which were the big four or whoever, big three plus one, and then we just randomly drew everybody else. Yeah. And Corey actually drew out of a hat. I did. Which is genius. well, I did it more technological than that, but yes. Right. You have an app that <laughs> right. gave you yeah. So. But the men didn't change because it's the big four in the semis. Any form right. I use, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so there's really nothing you do to fix so, that. But that's either... It, anyway, that's a separate issue. So seeding is if you have four favorites or eight or 16 or ridiculously 32, you want to keep them away from each other so they end up playing each other. Because let's just take the first two players, the one and the two. Do you want them playing each other in the first round? Because clearly one of them's going to win. Right. That's how it works in tennis. <laughs> you don't tie. It's not soccer. But it happens in the first round, and it's anticlimactic, and then you don't have either of those players, and one of them lost out on a chance to, to win the tournament way too early. Well, so, and my, what I was talking about is, in theory, the top players have the biggest fan bases, so you don't want top players to be eliminated early because – the attention to the tournament goes down. Right, but I don't even... Yeah, and that's a that's an indirect concern right. from our... Obviously, the tournament cares about that, TV ratings and the rest, but just from the pure standpoint of being a tournament director, 
why do you want seeds spread apart? And it's for that reason. Yeah. You want you know, to, the two best players, you start with them. The one and the two, they both have the best chance to win the tournament. You don't want them playing in the first round. Well, and that's a question I get asked all the time, the questions about seeding, and they do that all the way down. You know, it's to two five women and two five men and 12 and under, you know, girl. It doesn't matter. Every tournament does a seeding right. formula, which you seed X number of players based on this many total players. Yeah. So it, nothing that they're doing is revolutionary. Right. And well, I would you, say they're actually using the all factors method, which is what is most common in Texas, which is, you know, you factor in all the information you have and then you seed the players. Wimbledon is the only one that does that. Right. Every other tournament has one Ranking. list and that's it. Right. So, so the, the other, the other sort of thing is, is you take the NCAA um, or just take a conference, for instance. So like the big 12. You, you get to the basketball tournament, Big 12 tournament, and you have played all regular season and you've earned the number one spot in your by beating the teams in your conference, in the Big 12. Right. You go into the Big 12 tournament, theoretically, I think they have 12 teams in that thing. Yeah. I think. It's the name. Well, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, how many do they let in the tournament? Yeah. Is it 12? No, I or thought they all eight? did. Is, I don't did know. they not? I don't no, know. not every... I, anyway, let's just say there's eight. Who cares? <laughs> so you take the top eight. Well, you've played all season. So theoretically, the eight, the number eight team in that tournament, the eight seed, is the worst out of those eight. Right. And so why would you want to put the one and two against each other, thereby punishing one of them, and then letting the eight play the seven? They get to go forward around maybe undeservedly right and then whatever so now the way they do it is the one plays the eight two seven three six five four and we talked about that potential solution yeah and i get that question a lot too of why tennis doesn't do that and the only answer i've ever come up with is you would be repeating the same matchups a lot in, in an individual sport it's different because i mean look at the big four for the last 15 years you've I mean, we already repeat those matchups enough but you would have the right. same two playing each other in well if you, tournament. i mean you take you know duke it's a different team in you know 2014 2015 20 you know whatever every year <laughs> so if you see duke uva right for the third time in a row in a first round i, I don't i'm not saying this happened i don't watch right. the ict tournament but you have Duke UVA in the first round. It doesn't matter because it's vastly different right. rosters. Th- three years later, even in like Kentucky, one year later. Right. Um, so it it doesn't really show up as much in a team sport uh, as it does in an individual sport. So maybe that's one argument against the. Maybe you could do it by quarter. Well, and you could also reseed, which we've talked about. But I mean, right. And then maybe after week one, you reseed all the players, but. You know, I'm not. I'm not in favor of that. Yeah. I think someone who beats the number one seed deserves to take their spot on the draw. You know, yeah, you beat agreed. the best player. Agreed. You deserve to have their spot. Yeah. So anyway, so so there is a reason, a legitimate reason to seed, and, and the and the argument using the rankings is, hey, just like the prize money, you don't win. You know, however much money it is for winning in the first round. Right. You earn that prize money because all year you've put yourself in a ranking position to get that spot, to earn that spot in the first round, thereby receiving your prize money uh, that is due you, uh, even if you have to back in and not play and get half of it, whatever. Well, and all seeds play unseeded players the first two rounds no matter what. Right. So Nadal playing Kyrgios, that could, it could have been Federer Kyrgios first round. 
I mean, that's right. just luck. That doesn't really matter what your number is because that could be anybody. So basically, the ones at the top, the twos at the bottom, and then three and four can go either side. Right. So they so the, either the four can be in the the bottom of the top half or the top of the bottom half. And so for all intents and purposes, the one, two, three, and four don't matter. Right. They really don't matter. No. Now, the luck of the draw ends up, as you mentioned, that it, it happened to be, but it doesn't matter. No, that wasn't because N- of the draw. Nadal could have been one and right. then got all the same, essentially the same players. Well, I mean, it will only matter if they, the three, two, three players involved make the semis, Djokovic, Federer, Nadal. Right. Um, but again, that really doesn't necessarily matter because Nadal could have had to play Federer in his half anyway. It just he just had either right. Federer or team. It didn't matter, right? So right. He still could have had to beat Federer and Djokovic to win the tournament, right? So ultimately, it means nothing. It j- it really just well. That's why I was kind of shocked he would be so vehement about it. Like if he was number one and dropped down to three, I could understand. But it's like you're complaining about not being second best. It's kind of just comical. Like yeah. I should be the second best player, and you're telling him a third. And like, you know. If you think you're the best, then say you're the best. Don't say you're second. Right. No, it's kind of, it was kind of... Right, because he could have said, hey, I'm number one. Put right. me number one all the time. I think Djokovic would have said that. Yeah. He'll be saying that when he's 50 <laughs> and he's, you know, 117 in the world. But, I, you know, I do think that it would be nice if they all factored in the surface, especially Wimbledon and the French, because they're unique surfaces. Theoretically, yeah. But... Um, and by the way, it's not... I see a lot. So, by the way, this is the sound of Twitter right now revolving around this information. Huh? How are you able to record that? Can you name that tune? <laughs> I can't, actually. Blazing Saddles. Oh, geez. What a fantastic movie. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, that was the harumph. Yeah. Harumph. So, everybody's up in arms about it. It doesn't matter, ultimately. No. It really d- makes no difference. And secondly, one of the arguments is that all the surfaces are are much, much closer to each other in terms of the speed. True. Right. True. Maybe it is true. I don't know. Seemingly, grass looks faster uh, this grass season than clay did. I think clay's pretty universal. It's. It, I, I don't think. Right. I don't know if you can do a lot to clay. I mean, the weather has a lot more to do with it than anything, whether it's heavy, you know, humidity or wet or dry. Um, hard courts, obviously, you can change based on how the makeup of the of the surface. And then grass, I guess you let it grow a little longer. Or I don't know what I'm, you know, I'm not a horticulturist. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> um, but there's also other factors. I mean, movement. If you grew up on clay it's 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 second nature if you didn't if you're you know you grew up on hard courts then it's like walking on the moon well and most of the people i've seen in person not the trolls online they have said you know their argument has been this system was already in place it wasn't right a surprise for 15 years right so nothing so he knew by not playing a grass court warm-up he and whether he knew or not but if he didn't know it was on him that he wouldn't be seated you know, two based on that. And the other argument is if you ask most people, and when I say most people, I mean educated people, who's better on grass, <laughs> Fed or Nadal, it's kind of an obvious answer. Right. So they always have that in their corner too, as well. We seated the best player second, you know, we seated the next best player third. And 
But it just, it sounds more, it makes it sound, people are acting like it's subjective and it wasn't. Right. It was a system that's been in place already. Right. And it used to be more subjective where they could basically just see whoever they wanted, I think. Well, I think they pretty much have that ability no matter what anyway. Right. But. Like the U.S. Open did with Serena. Sibylkova. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hashtag Sibylkova. Isn't she the one that got screwed? Uh, that year? I don't remember. I think she ended up being 33. Oh, yeah. I think you're right course i am uh yeah so much ado about nothing ultimately is what this whole situation is when i have only one hope regarding that situation is that i hope to god curios doesn't flame out first round because that would totally be his mo to just lose first round and blow the biggest match of the tournament in my opinion because that is a must-see match for sure and you know that's going to be center court Um, Will he act like an absolute idiot, though? I just no. I think he'll be on good behavior, and it'll it'll because of that he'll lose because <laughs> he needs to act like that to have a chance to beat Nadal. Maybe, maybe. But, think, but he's playing his countryman first round, and I feel like he'll somehow find a way to lose that. You know, Thompson's probably beaten him before, and there's some kind of there'll be some kind of weird relationship there, and he'll lose. Because Thompson will be used to all his antics. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I don't hope. Just I, no, I don't no, want to no, see no. him playing at all. I'm but. with you. I hope not. Also, but but you, we will all sit back and laugh if that happens. I, I mean, will we laugh or just say, "Yep, that's what we thought"? <laughs> yeah, right. Unbelievable. But he is who we thought he was. Um, uh, why? Why do you encourage me? <laughs> why um, do you encourage? But that. Me? That is, the to me, the feature matchup of the first week, men's or women's, but especially in the men's. Potential matchup, I should say. Yeah. Because with 32 seeds, there's not that many just huge. I mean, Djokovic, Cole Schreiber could actually be interesting, but... Um, yeah, Cole Schreiber's always, you know... When he beat him last year, remember, at either Miami or Indian Wells, I think. And he's better on grass, I would say, than... and and. Can Djokovic can be can he be confident without playing a single match since that team debacle? Uh, I mean, he's number one in the world, so you think he'd have some level of confidence. Well, and he won for, it last year. First of all, I'm guessing the wind won't be 40 <laughs> miles an hour. It's just I, I was surprised he didn't play a grass warm up just mainly for that reason of let me forget that what and you, play something. What are you talking about? He didn't play a warm up, did he? He played the Boodles. Oh, he did see. I didn't see the Boodles ever. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was just thinking about Why? the Boodles. We need to cancel all future Wimbledon episodes <laughs> and only do the Boodles episodes. So he did the guaranteed match thing. I think so. Which is smart. And nobody, listen, nobody said he was dumb. That's not true. Everybody does. Um, yeah, let's check out the draw of the Boodles. Was it on Tennis Channel this year? I didn't see it anywhere. Yeah. Wow, what is this? 2001? <laughs> Mark Philippoussis defeated Thomas Enquist? <laughs> Unbelievable. Look at that. On that one match, more Hall of Famers outside the big three than right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it says he did play, or he was scheduled to play two matches, whether he did or not. Mm-hmm. Where is he at? I don't see him. It says he was on Tuesday and Wednesday. There he is. He beat, oh, he beat Christian Guerin. I think that match was on. And he beat. Oh, he lost to Shapovalov. Uh-oh. Straight sets, too. Shapo, 
My new favorite to win Shapo Wimbledon. beat Fonini, Djokovic, and Burdich. You know one thing the Boodles is missing? The notoriety. Pressure! <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, because there's nothing Nothing happens if you win or lose. Right, so in other words, Shapovalov will do nothing at Wimbledon. No, he won't. I'm not predicting that because we're not making predictions yet, but I'm just saying. Catching off in Tsitsipas, that would have been interesting. By the way, we need to go to the Boodles as a group. <laughs> All right. Book 2020 tickets online. Woo! So... That's the seating debacle, and that seems to be the biggest news. Um, by the way, I, we were vindicated on being right, by the way. On what topic? Uh, Serena's press conference issue. What happened? I didn't hear. Uh, she apparently tweeted or said something or Instagrammed or uh, you know, LinkedIn or I don't know what she put it on. Um, it was on a resume or something, but <laughs> she, was like, she was begging them to put her in a smaller one, and they wouldn't. And then they said they were going to bump him, and she told them they were rude for that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'd like to see some video of that. Nah, I, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think she cares about... Well, I think she was fine being in a smaller one because she didn't want to do it at all. So I'm sure she was fine with doing it right. with three reporters. Um, so, but yeah, but I don't think... I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't think she said, kick him out or I'm not doing it. And, um, and I'm sure she was like, well, that's not good. I mean, I think she has some common decency, don't you think? She's a mother, for God's sakes. <laughs> she would never do anything against the rules. She's a mother. Um, I'll shove this. Bu- <laughs> never mind. Never mind. It's funny. When did she post this? Because that was like almost a month ago now. I don't know. Twitter. Who knows? It's a little late. It's Twitter. People have already got over that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we missed our big opportunity to cover the Boodles. Dang it. Um, <laughs> well, they must just have one court there, so they just run three matches a day every I day. I hope so. That's fantastic. What and a and Ingfist. That means they couldn't get two actual players to play. I'll tell you what, though. I, I wouldn't have mind. What a match. Yeah. That would have been a throwback. Right. And, I mean, come on. Philippoussis is ready. He's playing, you know, the QQQ. <laughs> Or whatever it's called. I don't Somebody, know. I have to tell you this now. You brought it up. Investment. Somebody today said, I just can't believe how well McEnroe still does in that uh, you know champion series. I said, well, somebody I know has something to say about that. <laughs> it's all staged and all the results are manufactured. Did you tell him that? I did. Oh, yeah. thankfully. Good. Um, but I don't even know if that tour exists. I'm sure it does. And we don't care if it does or doesn't. But I never see never see it on tv and that's funny that's funny because i was watching a senior golf tournament today and i feel like that is still pretty well and i enjoyed it attended and watched and i barely recognize some of the people right i recognize some of the names just because i'm not a Tom golfer watson was in there wasn't he i don't know i'm not a golfer really per se but i play <laughs> from time to time yeah, we've talked about that and uh and, but you know i grew up in a household where my dad played you know in college et cetera. Et cetera. And uh, and so I just was around it in terms yeah. of hearing names and stuff. So I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. And uh, and they still can do amazing things with a golf ball. Right. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So well, And if, if you took all that entire field and the entire PGA field and they played, some of them would be in the top 30, 40, 50. You know, they, well, they still are. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because it happens. Right. Because if you win – you know, the Wimbledon of golf, which is the Masters. Right. If you win that, is that what it is? No, the British Open. Well. The championships? The, what is it? The Masters is the biggest one, if you consider Wimbledon the biggest one, I guess. 
No, that's but yes, there is the British Open. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, but if so, you win the British Open, the Open Championships. <laughs> uh, you have like a lifetime exemption, right? So you can get into the tournament, into the main draw, so to speak, forever. But what I mean by that is, if they played, they wouldn't get embarrassed. They do. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So whereas the QQQ players would get embarrassed if they actually played on the rail. Well, they rail embarrass tour. themselves right now, <laughs> except for Roddick, Andrew Aloysius Roddick. <laughs> I don't know if his middle name's Aloysius, but I hope it is. It has. It is now. I mean, Feliciano Lopez, for the love of all things holy. <laughs> that's true. The tour is a senior tour now. Yeah, they couldn't make a forty-plus tour because it would literally be the tour. I mean, that would be next year. <laughs> and I mean. It's like doing that next gen. I hate myself. With Tsitsipas and those, they're like, we're not doing that. We're in the real tour. Like, why are we going to do that? That's what the men's tours turn into. That's why QQQ's fading. Ball, <laughs> QQQ's fading because they got no players to choose from. Right? They're like, come the on, guys, years. retire for retire. <laughs> yeah, if they ever got Federer at all, Djokovic, they they could have a successful tour. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, so that's the. It, to me, and again, it could be my Twitter, you know, uh, penchant to follow Twitter, uh, but that seems to be the biggest story revolving around Wimbledon at this current time is the seating. Doesn't that kind of go into what I say, though, about like how tennis is way too buttoned up? Like that's the big story going in. Like the big story should be, you know, some player saying he's going to destroy the other player. or I mean, it, that's just such a minor like to call that a controversy or dispute is you're exactly nothing. right and it just sort of bothers me that it's getting overly hyped up because that's all they have because right. if you're going to write a story about it or or tweet about it it's got to actually be worthy of of that and it's not well like the first day it was nadal oh nadal actually said something about it and then the next day, oh federer responded it's like, yeah, they no, they got have a, opinions. They got a fight in the locker right. room. Okay? So if Nadal walks in and Federer's like, hey, man, I'm a better grass court player than you. And he's like, no, no, no. Is that, is that, was that even close? Not at all. But was that okay. even Spanish? <laughs> but then, they, you know, they come you know, busting, crashing through the right. locker room door in a scrap. Boy, that escalated quickly. Then I could see it being a big deal. How but amazing would that be, though, for tennis? Great. It would be great. It would be awesome. Oh. And then you could like tr- they'd be tracking them, and the tournament goes on. Like, oh, they're one match closer to playing each other. Two, ma- you know, it, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, and then every press conference leading up to that, you'd say, Nadal, listen, two more matches to get to Federer, <laughs> right? And he's like, hey, I might not make it to Federer. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. You should not have encouraged <laughs> me after my first one. All right, I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm letting it go. No more. I'm closing. Uh, well, it I'm never going to discourage any Groundhog Day clips. Um, Maybe the greatest movie of all time. Yes, and not just because of the comedy stylings of Bill Murray, but just the the overall philosophical ramifications right. of Groundhog. Day. Although I saw the most recent Bill Murray movie, it was horrible. So he's reducing his legacy. Um, but yeah, I think. And even if they came out the end of the tournament and said, we didn't really fight, that was made up just to drum up publicity, I'd be totally fine with that, too. Right. Um, right. Because that's what boxing does with those dumb weigh-ins. Yeah. And all the, I mean, those are all predetermined. <laughs> so and, before every match, Nadal and Federer <laughs> should stand in front of each other in their underwear. Right. Nose to nose. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, I mean, it's just... You know what? That, that must be the only... That must really work. Because why is 
anybody buying pay-per-view for boxing. Right. I don't Anyone. Know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm amazed that they can still sell pay-per-view. Boxing. And you never hear about it except for those three weekends a year. Now, if you're a boxing fan, don't get mad at me because you probably think you can box and I, you probably beat me up. So don't. <laughs> but come on. Boxing? Well, remember they tried that Tiger versus Phil and that was a miserable failure. Um, so for some reason it just well we don't know if it was or not because of all the you know yeah it was a failure but not it wasn't really fair that it was a failure all right so is Djokovic not making out of not making it out of his quarter well I mean you know I think you're not backing up off on this even though he lost the French I mean we still he's probably still our favorite to win yeah I could not have predicted 40 mile an hour wins right that's what I'm going with well and there's just I see only two players that are a factor in this tournament. It's Djokovic and Federer. Does you that don't mean, think Rafa is either? No. Does that mean they can't lose? No. But What about Benoit Paire? But I can't see anyone else making all the way to win the tournament. Benoit Paire would be the only person that would that would benefit from just going away from seeding altogether. Because <laughs> if he can play Federer, Nadal, right. Djokovic in the first three rounds, yeah. he's guaranteed fourth round. Oh, I think it's great that Kyrgios is playing Nadal second. It's actually better if he was first. Right. Um, but... Because I think Kyrgios, he'll beat Nadal and then lose the next round to, you know, Stakovsky or somebody that's right. unranked. Or win the first set of his first round 6-0 and, and then throw <laughs> the umpire chair out of the stadium. With the umpire. Mate, mate, and then say mate yeah. in cuss words 57 times. And then we have to hear about how nice he is in the locker room. <laughs> and he's breaking his racket and hitting, hitting balls at people. Yeah, I don't, listen, last time I checked, yeah. I don't hang out in the locker room, so I don't care how nice he is. yeah. But no, I mean, Djokovic, I would be shocked if he lost. I mean, remember he lost to Query that one year, and that was just like such a freak thing. So, I mean, it could always happen, but... Yeah, who's Query got in the first round? He's playing somebody. Yeah, our other disappearing clay quarter, uh, Dominic Team. Night-night, Dominic Team. Yeah, I mean, I think Query hadn't won a match all year until this last week he made the final. And he, I would think he'd have more confidence than Team going in. Another Another guy who got crushed in his last two sets he played and then he comes out in the in the now he may have played a grass court run if he just didn't last long in it if he did don't count out Richard Gasquet he has a tough first round too nah nobody cares <laughs> um yeah I mean it's hard to even talk about like who why the are, dark horses are I'll tell you who's not a dark horse they're a very light horse <laughs> I don't know what that means alright uh hello America Taylor Effin Fritz. Uh, he is a, a one-time w- tournament winner <laughs> on grass, baby. But, you know, he's doing, like, the normal ascension. Like, he goes up about 10 spots every few months, which I feel like is what you're supposed to do. I feel like all these other guys who have gone up 50 spots, they just sort of fade quickly. Like, Chapo faded. It's faded. Well, lately. we would clearly have to have whatever the seeding system is not reward that right i mean he won a tournament but he played query in the finals yeah and it was the week that nobody plays so but i mean it was probably a 250 so he's not like he got huge reward for it right but he got a dubs he got a trophy and he got to tweet it out excuse me he won the dallas challenger a couple years ago that's right (laughs) i stand corrected he's won Uh, one tournament yes i'm still going Um, with that but yeah, I mean, he's a good fast court player, obviously. I don't think he has the serve, you know, to match up to the other big servers that he plays like. 
So that's what I worry about. So are we just stalling so we don't have to talk about women? The women's has got way more to talk about. <laughs> exactly. We'd like to save that for the end, as usual. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and dispense with all this nonsensical men's talk, including seating controversies. And let's talk about women when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, this is going to be a quick one, about a two-minute segment. (laughs) Women's tennis. How dare you say that the biggest story was Nadal's seeding when it was obviously the youngest player ever to pick up a tennis racket qualifies in Wimbledon. Oh, a (laughs) nine-year-old? An American. What? Her real name is Corey, by the way, not Coco. What? Tired of that. That's anti-Corey right there. Corey Goff. Forget this Coco Goff. So I saw that stat, and... Instead of keeping it to myself and saving your brilliant reaction, because you really <laughs> praised my thought here. I did. And now you're Which not is unusual. going to. No, I'm going to. Because I, I caught you off guard. You did. Before we were co- recording. So. We actually tried to prep in some. No. Couple seconds. <laughs> so Coco. No, we did what we normally do. Corey. Is, Corey Goff. Corey Goff. So she is the youngest. Player. player in Wimbledon ever. To qualify. And see, they that, that's that creative wording that I didn't really catch. You didn't because you're not very bright. (laughs) I did because I am. Uh, And the fact of the matter is, has there been a younger player in the main draw that got straight in? Now, a wild card's different. Right. Because I can give my grandma a wild card. She's not very young. Oh, that's gotten straight in. I would have... I would say no. Has there been? You're my research department. I don't know. (laughs) I don't. I can't imagine because you'd have to be. My point is this: ranked in the top hundred. My point is this: back in the olden days, people were a lot younger, especially on the women's side, right. turning pro. And so, if you're getting into the main draw based on your ranking, that means you didn't just have one good half a tournament. Because right. qualifying is a half a tournament. Yeah, you play up to the qualifying round, and you're playing other qualifying talent. And you're playing other qualifying talent. Now, is Corey? Coco Golf. I'm calling her Coco for now. I hate you so much. <laughs> Everyone is, else does. You might as well. Is, I'm going to start calling you Coco. <laughs> so if uh, Coco Golf is she the future of American tennis? Sure. Why not? I hope so. It'd be wonderful. Right. Uh, women's tennis uh, and American tennis in particular is really uh, holding us down. <laughs> I mean, holding it down, right. not holding us down. Um, if anything, the patriarchy's holding them down. <laughs> Uh, same thing with women's soccer. Our men's team, uh, I was watching Women's World Cup with my daughter the other day, and she asked what the three stars above the USA uh, logo were. And I said, it means we've won three World Cups. And she said, how many do the men have? <laughs> I said, they're not even allowed to put our flag on their lapel because they have too many stars. Get those out of here. None. They've got none. And my daughter laughed. <laughs> and then I put her center to a room for being sexist. That's right. Um, I didn't. How dare you compare the two men and women? Yeah, right. Exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then she asked me how much they each got paid. And I had no answer. <laughs> 
So, uh, but no, it just it reminded me that Osaka, you know, the first Japanese born, was like we are Japanese. Like, well, yeah, half, she's half Japanese, and like you said, half, you always read between the lines of these these. Well, any of that stuff, and again, if if they're doing it for promotional sake, whatever, it's fine. And if it is true, it's something, right? Um, it, you know, and now. Maybe I don't know if they were saying the youngest person to ever come through qualifying or right. the youngest person to ever qualify for Wimbledon. Because if you get straight in based on your ranking, you qualify for right. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming they meant going through qualifying. That's what I think it And was. it is impressive. Yeah. It is impressive. But if there's somebody younger that earned their way in via rankings back in the day, then that's more impressive. Because isn't it more impressive to get straight in the main draw based on your ranking? Yeah. Well, like Tracy Austin won the Open at 14. I'm pretty sure she had to have been 15. You just make stuff up. No, man. I didn't make that up. But the next year, she would have played Wimbledon and obviously gotten automatically in if she's a Grand Slam winner. Um, yeah, you'd think so. So, but yeah, I remember when I heard that. See, when I first heard it, I thought she was 14. So I thought, okay, she must have been a little younger than you know some of these others that we've known about. And then when I saw she was 15, I was like, really? There's never been a 15-year-old in Wimbledon? That seems a little bit hard to imagine. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when you said the qualifying thing, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Because usually if you're young and really good, you're going to get a wild card, especially if you're British. Um, but the fact, what was impressive to me wasn't the fact that she qualified. It was the fact that she dominated the qualifying. She, her last match was 6-1-6-1. Right. You know, that, that's unusual for anybody. And she beat the one seed in the first round, which is like the one person out of the main draw. So, I mean, that's got to be someone who's like 120, 110. Lying. Just lies. That wasn't right? No. She played the US Open at 14. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. She um, was number one in the world at 14. Sure. Uh, no. No, she wasn't that. That I know. 12. <laughs> but, and of course, the most likely end to the story is what for... Coco. Now I'll call her Coco. She has to play Venus first round, which I think is awesome just for the age disparity. Is but it the oldest and youngest? Yeah. Maybe it's like 24 years difference. Yeah, that'll be another stat that we hear about. It's yeah, their difference in age is more than seats of pass is old. Um, and yeah, you were right. She won the US Open at 16. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> idiot. Oh, but she is still the youngest champion in history. So there's something. Grand Slam champion or just champion champion? U.S. Open champion. And how old? Um, it doesn't say. Unbelievable. <laughs> when you say it doesn't say. She was 16. I see. She turned 17 three months later. Ultimately, here's the, di- here's the distinguishing factor. Yes, it's a big deal. No, it means nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Is is it's it's a great achievement for her. It means nothing relative to her future. Yeah. Now that's not to say she can't. I haven't seen her play a lot. I, I actually got to see her play in a eighty k on Tennis Channel. Okay. In East Texas, Tyler, Texas, eighty k. Uh, they had, and uh, yeah. So anywho. Yeah. Anywho. And- and it's so hard to tell, you know, because with the hype of these Americans so much, and I feel like she's one of the ones we've actually heard the least about, but I did have someone tell me a year or two ago that she was going to be like the next big thing. And I'm like, well, how do you know that she's 14 or what, you know, 15, whatever. So it is interesting that now she's made a national headline. 
Yeah, and listen, and we're going to find out. I mean, first of all, Venus has, from the neck up, certainly has everything in her favor compared to a youngster that's 15. Second, grass is her jam. Yeah, that's what worries me. Venus is jam. Um, And she's actually played on all of these courts you know, more times than probably Coco Golf has played tennis. <laughs> Do you Total. think that's a center court match? If it was U.S. Open, it would definitely be. Right. Uh, no, because they're still mad about the Revolutionary War. I think. <laughs> they're not going to. I don't know. I think it could be. It wouldn't shock me. Um, I mean, it depends on who else is on that day, obviously. Yeah. But I can't be many other women's matches that are much more interesting the first day. I mean, I, they always put the number one seat on the first always day. always hard to, you know, because... The draw is so big that it's hard to come up with any, you know, big time matches like right. that. But um, I mean, that for us, and that may not be interesting for anyone else outside of the fact that maybe if Coco's the future of tennis, not yeah. just American tennis, then yeah, then it could be, you know, somewhat of a look into the future. Well, obviously, we'll be on TV here, which is nice. Yeah. That we know. Because they're never they show every match that Venus and Serena has ever played in the history of tennis. True, but I don't. You know, that's, think Sher- that's a hard one to root for too. Sharapova, Parmentier might be another. <laughs> Bouchard, not really, um, not really at all. But who do you root for in that match with Coco and Venus? Well, the good thing is uh, I don't root for anybody. I'm an objective. <laughs> it's a. I do want. To, I just want to see how it plays out. I it wanna, is a win-win situation. I want to get a good look at Coco's game. Yeah. And watch. Hopefully she can play up to her ability under the circumstances. Right. You know? That's what's hilarious is I almost wonder if Venus is a little bit too old to even be her idol. <laughs> she like when she got into tennis, Venus was already fading. Like just Sloane Stevens might be her idol. Right. Um, so yeah. That's I mean, that's a 10, funny. 12 year difference with between her and Sloane. So yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking normally she'd be super intimidated, but I'm thinking... She, she no, but she's as much an old woman. Now, yeah, it's true. But as much <laughs> ink as the Williams sisters have gotten over the years, yeah. compared to how much even winning a U.S. Open Sloan got, it's not even close. And you would think that it had to, or potentially could have had something to do with how she got into tennis. Possibly, right, um, right. But yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm sad that it's first round, but it's cool that she'll get that first round experience. Yeah, um, and, and as as per usual. Our, I mean, the upside about the men is we have big, tall, giant guys. So for grass, that's the we we just have a puncher's chance. Right. So we have a puncher's chance to do the best, getting you know American men through to you know second and third rounds. Yeah, we never have nobody in in Wimbledon. There's always somebody that makes it through. (laughs) (laughs) My jinxing is challenge accepted. (laughs) Wimbledon. Um. So yeah, but on the women's side. It's a whole different ball game. I mean, I'm not just look, so on the men's side. I don't. Number one, I don't care about the American men. No. I don't, I'm not going to watch any of their matches. Uh, maybe Taylor because he right. just won a tournament, and right. so okay, whatever. Uh, but for the most part, I'm not watching any of them. Yeah, any of them. Um, but on the women, and so not only that, I'm not certainly not watching you know, any of the other matches around them to see who they might play in the miracle chance they win. Whereas on the women's side, not only am I watching, you know, I'm going to try to get a hold of the Ken and Sharma match, which right. is their first round, but then I'm watching, you know, Yastrzemska 
if she gets through to see, you know what I mean? I'm like, right. I'm keeping an eye on not just our line that we're on, but that next match and, and the next match uh, as we look through. And I think that's a pretty legitimate, uh, you know, you know, kind of place to be on the on the women's side for America. When I feel like this is the first tournament where there's been a little bit of expectation on Anisimova and Kennan, so it makes me wonder how they handle it. Yeah, like they're both seated for the first time. Well, may, Anisimova may have been seated, seated the last one, but that's always different. When you're suddenly the favorite, people know who you are. People are coming out to watch you. You know, and and people are inevitably going to ask you. You know, like Kennan's like in Osaka's quarter, so I'm sure somebody said, "Oh, what do you think about potentially playing Osaka in the third round?" It's like, well, I got to win a match first, right? So, and so does uh, Osaka, right? So, yeah, exactly. So that's to me makes it a little bit interesting, and that's when you sort of realize: is this person the real deal, or is this a different level that they're not going to be able to handle? Yeah, I mean, we just have there. I mean, the draw is just chock full of Americans. It is. It's camp- um, I'm looking every every round, every section has one American. Yeah, starting like. from I mean, starting from the top, you've got McHale. Um, Playing against Venus's doubles partner, <laughs> Harriet from the 50s. Yes. <laughs> um, then you've got Risk. This is all in the top half. By the way, did you hear the stat that every British player first round is playing a person outside of the top 65 except for one? Hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was really interesting. I mean, because you're talking, there's got to be Curious. 20 British people in the draw, the men's and women's combined. And yeah. none of them are seated except for like one or two of them. And yet they're all playing really easy first rounds. Right. Lauren Davis. You got Taylor Townsend. Um, that's all in the top half. I'm over Taylor Townsend. I know, but she's an American. Yeah. Sloan Stevens playing Pachinski. Um, Which that could be tough. Yep. Anna, Anna Samova playing Sersteya. That's going to be tough, too. Yep. And then, uh, so that's in the top half. That's Americans in the top half. And then the bottom half, um, we've got Para. We've got Brady, the uh, recently invisible Danielle Collins. Where has she been? Um, I think she dropped out of the French. Christy on Madison Bringle, tough draw of Sova. Yeah, Madison Bringle. We've got McNally. And I've not heard of her. Shelbo. We got Shelby Rogers back in action. Yeah. From re- knee surgery. Uh, I mean, she's been back before this, but right. still, it's it's happy to, you know, adds depth to our stable, if you will. Um, then we've got Jessica Pagula, or whoever, I don't know who that is. I think she's a, maybe was a college player, maybe. Kind of like Collins. Mm-hmm. From Stanford, I want to say. Maybe not as... Or no, uh, Brady was Stanford. Maybe not as volatile, possibly. <laughs> it's pretty much guaranteed. Madison Keys doing her thing. Please, please, please make it one round. Then V Will and Golf, Corey slash Coco. <laughs> and uh and most importantly, the most important man, then Kennan, and that's it. But the number one match, the number one match that matters. <laughs> okay, you've got the Swede, Rebecca Peterson, right? Yep. <laughs> Play, she who will not be named. Rank sixty three. Playing against our one time and then no time and then one time again and then no time and then one time again <laughs> follower on Twitter, oh, you need a Wickmire. Yes. So do we cheer for her or not? I mean, she left us, so I want to say no. 
Yeah, but she's like that ex that you follow on Facebook or Instagram. (laughs) You want to see what she's doing, but you don't know what to root for. (laughs) She's down to, she's only got 80,000 followers now. (laughs) Well, that's because she didn't have ours anymore. Could be. And she qualified like Coco. She is the oldest. No, she's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to hear that stat. That's got to be 45 or older. On the men's side, I mean, you're not going to find anybody older qualifying than you were on the main draw. So anyway, so you need. I'm interested to see not only how she does, but she's 148 in singles. But she's doing a little better in doubles. She's 146. Yeah. Good Lord. That's down there. That is down there. I'll be doggone. Belgium, huh? Yeah, well, that's what you get. I'm trying to. I was trying to find. It's not easy to find those obscure tennis stats like it is in other sports. Oh yeah, but yeah. So just in the top hundred men, because I'm sexist, there are seven men 35 or older in the top hundred. Which I mean, that's so depressing. That's pretty crazy. Well, especially when you go down the list, and there's a lot of 34 year olds too. There's uh, four 34-year-olds and four 33-year-olds, five 33-year-olds. So, I mean, that's almost more than half. About oh, 35 of the top 100 are 30-plus. Uh, obviously, the top three. Yeah, so just, I mean, I don't... That is what just concerns me about the future of tennis right there. If you don't need to be concerned, or if you weren't concerned before. Well, just remember... As soon as the real quality good players that are old are gone, everybody else that sucks will play each other and it'll look competitive. <laughs> right. Volleys flying sideways <laughs> off rackets. People, yeah, you know, unforced air counts through the roof, but hey, it'll be competitive. But who cares? We have the women to save us, and can they? Can number one Ash Barty, you know, uh, bring fans to the party? Oh, I think she can for sure. She's the one seed. How is she going to do on her favorite surface after winning a Grand Slam on her least favorite surface? Here to four, anyway. Yeah. That will be fun to watch. In the um, women's, there's only two players over 35, by the way, which are the Williams sisters. Wow. Which is funny, because women used to say they could play longer. Hmm. But Maybe. no, I think Barty... I mean, we would love to see a Barty. I would love to see a Barty Osaka because you'd have the last three slam winners, you know, playing each other in the final. That would be interesting. Only if Osaka doesn't limp there. Well, I know. And I mean, it, it, yeah, it just hasn't been good. But it just feels like it's, I'm not going to say she didn't deserve to be number one, but it's like it would be nice if she could actually play the number one. Right. En route to becoming the number one. Right. Well, listen, whether it happens after one Grand Slam or two in a row, it's still happening. Osaka fell off. Right. It's that simple, you know. Um, But Ash Barty seems to be, you know, a little more tougher in the the brain. Uh, She seems to be pretty mentally tough. She's like, no, nervous. Well, see, that's what's interesting because... I don't get nervous. That's that's not even... (laughs) That's the worst. I, why do I even try? It's ridiculous. But, so we, we are seeing that she's mentally strong, but at the same time, she quit tennis because she couldn't handle the grind. So that's what's 
kind of weird to me. No, but that's different. It's not like she couldn't handle the... Well, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I haven't sat down with her. But that's an but interesting wrinkle that I think could well, come in at some point. But it's seemingly like she couldn't handle the travel and all, yeah. the, you know, because it just sucks. But I mean, the better you are the more of that you're doing. I mean, I guess if you're number one, you don't have to go to the remote locations. Well, and, and if you're number one, you're not scrapping to, you know, make it work. You're not losing money yeah, to do it. But you're also going deeper in tournaments in theory and putting more toll on your body. But maybe yeah. that wasn't the issue. Like you said, if it was just a trap, like Isner saying, I hate having to go to all these places like Paris and Monte Carlo. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we feel sorry for you. Hor- it sounds horrible. Um, but when you're not in the top 50 it is horrible like we right. we know it's because you're, you're going to a lot of columbus places. and you know hey kazakhstan hey <laughs> is columbus in kazakhstan <laughs> um i've heard it seems like it uh, <laughs> that's not nice at all <laughs> just lost our one fan from columbus um but yeah i just think that's interesting that there had to be something that drove her out of tennis so it's just i'm just interested if that's going to come up again at any point but it's also could be one of those things where uh, she gave it up and came back to it, so it's stronger than ever. Yeah, no, I mean that's definitely what it seems like now. So, which is great because if she's got her head on her shoulders like it seems like she does, then you know she's going to be a joy to watch. And personality wise, she seems you know pretty laid back, happy go lucky, and you know being English speaking helps. You know, I mean as far yeah. as like gaining fans all over you know the world. And I think there's mainly America because something to be said for we're us. <laughs> I don't know if it's good to have early, early success in a pro sport. I mean, obviously the best of the best of the best it is because they have it and they have it forever like Nadal and Federer and Djokovic. But like, it seems like the last 15 years, the ones that have peaked the earliest have faded the fastest. I mean, look at Bouchard. Um, Concussion. Yeah. U.S. Open. I still am wondering if that's the reason it's been so long. You would think she'd have gotten over it, but she's never been the same after that. Yeah. But, I mean, just think about the players that win at the youngest now. They're the ones that, like, Zverev got to top four right. when he was, like, 19. And now he can't, I mean. So it's just interesting to me that, and Osaka's so young and she's doing so well. And Eve, it's hard to say she's fading, which is two in the world. But but that's the problem. When you're number one, there's nowhere to go but down. Yeah, and but I, not only is she fading, I mean, she just looks terrible. Right. That's the difference is even winning matches – it just looks terrible, which is not good for well, women's tennis. No, and well, that's Expect- why I almost feel like with Barty and Halep, they're like doing the secu- circuitous path where it takes them longer to get there. Right. But they... I don't know what circuitous <laughs> means, but I, I get it. But they know what to do when they're there because of that. Whereas when you're there when you're 18, you're like, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you don't know if you're supposed to go, you know... I mean, Sharapova obviously works. She won at 17 and won several more right so that this works both ways but it's just interesting that a lot of times you get up there and you're gone immediately right and you never get back or you're like capriotti it's 10 years later before you get back well so i don't know what to think barty should be more equipped to stay there you would think compared to most it seems like it especially again i think more importantly her attitude but more importantly the fact she went away gave it up and came back but I really didn't see Osaka fading. I thought the way she handled the Serena mess, you know, and then went another one after that. I thought really she was going to be there for a while. And even not necessarily number one, like you said, the fact that she's number two is not an issue. It's the fact that she looks awful when she plays. By the way, adjective longer than the most direct way. There you go. Way. Look at that. Circuitous. 
You say Sir that like Kiwi I didn't know is. what it was. <laughs> hey, I didn't, which means no one else did <laughs> But yes, yeah, so Barty definitely did not take the traditional path to number one. And by the way, I'm going to call her Batty. <laughs> I got that sounded pretty good. That did. Um, and Halif, I guess, didn't take a circuitous path. It just took her a long time. Ooh, she took a really tough path. Yeah. I mean, she said, um, I'll, I'll climb up the flat. She sort of did the Murray, the Murray path where she like just had to grind for so long. And then when she finally got there, it was like, okay, I made it. And then I'm out. Yeah. I kind of, now I can go back to being four <laughs> through 10 in the world again, <laughs> but she didn't lose a hip at least. True. Ah, oh God. Ah. Every time I think about his hip, I think about him describing like grinding the butt. Oh God. <laughs> I didn't uh, hear that. Luckily. Uh, I don't want her to hear that. Horrific. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, making predictions on the men's side, as we say all the time, is is just useless because we know what it's going to be. And within reason, I mean, we can get a lot closer. On the women's side, dude, it's <laughs> wide open. I mean, yeah. I'm looking down this draw. I mean, certainly you would think Barty is bad. Right. Is an absolute shoe-in to make it to quarters. Yeah. A lock. Theoretically, and you got to pick Kavitova on grass, even though I don't think she's played that much. And she's the six, so she's in the bottom half of the top half. Yeah, she's—I mean, she's on the bottom of the top right. half. And so, um, and the Williamses are both a complete wild card. Because are Venus they? Venus could lose first round. No, they're not a wild card. <laughs> so, uh, so all right. So we got Svitolina is the top of the bottom half, and then obviously the two uh, is going to be Osaka. And I mean, would you say there's any other guaranteed quarterfinalist? Because I don't think you can say that. So, Barty, you certainly can't say Osaka. I don't see. I don't think Spitalina is. That's what I mean. Oh, I mean, Kavit, oh. no. What I'm saying, I don't think there's any other one besides Barty. Oh, I see. I mean, Kavitova. I'm just saying that just because of grass experience and success. If Yanina Wickmeyer follows us. <laughs> On Twitter or Instagram, before the before the first ball struck that she plays, <laughs> she'll make it to the quarters. If not, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Well, Kavita would have to beat Anna Samova and Stevens just to get to the quarters, which is certainly not right. Neither of those are easy. Burton's has a pretty mm. straightforward path. Um, Pliskova's been playing some ball. Kerber's got a decent you know path. And Suwei Shea, come on, you can't count her out anything with grass, man. Well, and Vardy, you know, she would have to beat Kuznetsova. I know that Kuznetsova's old, but that is a Grand Slam champion. Then you got Muguruza after that. So, I mean, that, there's a lot of interesting early round matchups, potential. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of them fall apart before they get there, but. Yeah, but we still have, unless it's an absolute disaster. Yeah, there's enough of them to be an, interesting. Yeah. Whereas the men's, we really don't get interested till about three or four. I round. am not going to, I'm not going to, if I turn on the tennis channel, ESPN, ESPN, <laughs> and it's Fetter 6-1, or 6-0 in the second set, <laughs> 5-0, and they won't let it go. And they don't put on... And you got Venus and Coco on the next court. And it's... And, uh, I mean, again, I have Tennis Channel Plus. I don't know how that factors. I was going to say, I don't think that helps you for Wimbledon. I think you have to get the ESPN one. Or DirecTV. Right. 
But I mean, I'm just if if they, I. Flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna feel. I'm pissed off. That's from Clue, by the way. <laughs> and that's another the great movie. I've heard that. I did not think it said breaths at the end of that, uh, the first time. So that makes a little more sense this time. Yeah, it did. Uh, Clue, what a fantastic movie. I never saw that movie. Oh, my God. You're new. I don't like the game. I don't want to see the movie. Um, that doesn't make any sense. That's what the movie was based on, the board game. Well, that's true. It's, <laughs> not, it's not a movie. Fo- you're not just watching people play the game. <laughs> I don't understand. What Speaking of that, I had a Clue VCR mystery game like 1985. That is funny. My beloved wife and I were talking about that yesterday <laughs> evening. I loved that game. Nobody under the age of whatever we are <laughs> has any clue. First of no, all, nice fun there. VCR. Yeah. They first of all they have to get past that learning curve. What is a VCR? Video cassette. Recorder. And that with that game is so much. It could be so much better now with technology. Oh, awesome. and Nobody's redone it. I don't know. They got Clue Junior. You got to find people, find British actors to play those, to do those <laughs> scenes. That's the problem. What a fantastic movie. You need to check it out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, and I don't think it was the same people. It doesn't matter. Who <laughs> That's why you hate Clue, because you had the VCR version, which right. is awful. Exactly. Absolutely. That's what awful. I associated the movie with. Um, so what is, So at this point, the story with the women is equal prize money. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not, but it always is. Right. Um, and Coco Golf. Venus Williams first round. Definitely that. And then can Ash Barty continue her success? Well, yeah, and I want Barty on Osaka. Like, I would love it if there were one, one, two for the next five years. I don't. No? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If she was able to maintain and get back to her level. Yeah. And what a nice what a nice matchup, too, with somebody who can just bang, right. you know, on both sides, you know, from Osaka with all the power she has, and then Barty with a variety she has. What a contrast in styles over the next however many years. But these ladies have to maintain some success after their initial success. Well, and that's as much as we criticize the men's tour for the same matchups. We haven't had any rivalry on the women's tour in 15, 20 years. The extreme we're dealing with. The extreme we're dealing with is that. I would say the biggest one we've got, we've had is Serena and Sharapova. And that's been long over. For and it a while. was an awful. Right, they were not evenly matched. Yeah, there's not. It's not a rivalry when you never win. <laughs> I guess it would be Serena and Venus would be the biggest rivalry. But, yeah, but I'm tired of that too. Um, but yeah, that's the problem. When they're one two. The odds of them playing each other and the women's is so slim. I mean, I would like to go back. Again, we don't research, but the last time the one two played in the final of a women's slam, I don't know. I mean, that had to be decades it's listen I, I think we're in danger of slipping into as we talked about last week in danger of slipping into or the week before i can't remember into the inverse of the men the men has zero variety right and the women is getting to the point where it has too much and too much because of what you just said if everybody was playing great right. and we just had different people squeaking through in a third set breaker yeah and then whatever that'd be great but it's you can't have a rivalry when all of a sudden Barty takes over number one because Osaka right. can't find her game anymore. It's crazy. Well, because what happens is it's, oh, so-and-so beat Osaka in round two. Well, then she lost in round three. Well, then she lost to her in round four. So you get to right. the quarters, and it's like you don't have any idea right. who these people are. Six degree, Kevin Bacon basically yeah. beat Osaka. <laughs> if somebody beat Osaka a second round and she makes semis, that's great. Right. You know, I have no problem with that. 
but it's like you get to the end and it's like okay how did Conta get here how did so Bobby basically here? the men's tour outside the big four is the women's tour right it's wide it's too wide open um so the one question i have and so next time we record it'll be the round of 16 how many men american men will there be left more more or less than one um so the number is one i'm <laughs> going to go over under the under <laughs> so more likely to be zero than two yes well i don't see how you could argue with that well don't you have to do, do like 1.5 you could i could have but that would i wouldn't that would let you win with one which i don't want because ah, one is the easy pick ah, i see zero i don't think anybody is Isner be. was semifinalist last year but he's not played at all so dennis kudla his second round is Djokovic. Right. No. Although they did have a great match. Like, yeah. Uh, good. Whatever that was. Wonderful. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Um, so the next American plays next week. No. So Bradley Klon <laughs> is playing David Guffin. He won't win that one. No. So he's out. Um, remember, we've adopted Canadians, so they count. <laughs> oh, they would be over. Well, it might be over then. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> For not for purposes of and game. two of them are playing each other. Speaking of Riley Opelka will play Wawrinka in the second round if he makes it. He won't win that one. Well, Wawrinka's pretty terrible on grass. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> Opelka's just tall. That's it. Um, I love Marcus Garon, but he's got a bad draw. Feliciano Lopez and then Hatchinoff. Yeah, so no, no chance there. Um. It's a lot, you notice it's a lot harder to find men, Americans in the men's draw. There's than, really than not women's. a lot. Is there? I skipped a lot. Sam Query playing team. He certainly might make it to the second round. Um, and then I think he'd lose to either Garin, Garin and or Rublev. And even if he didn't, um, who knows? I mean, I guess he might be our – Sam Query might be our best chance so far looking at this draw to get – Yeah. Because he would have the C, the 31 seed – Who's which more is basically player. unseated, if you ask me. Right. Um, or Millman. You like Millman. I do, but he's not been doing so great. Uh, Tennis Sangren. <laughs> um, all those woke people out there will not want him to win. <laughs> um, but he'd have to beat Simone in round two. That's unlikely. Agreed. And then Djokovic Novak. Nope, that's not him. Sorry. <laughs> thought they were going first name last, last name first. Uh, so we got Francis Tiafo playing Fanini. I don't think Fia- uh, Tiafo will get past Fanini. He might. So he went from seeded to playing a seed. Like that seeding didn't last long. So he's got he's got Fanini. If he makes it past that, he's got to play Fusevic, um or Novak, and then he would play Gio Simone to get to the fourth round. I just can't. I don't even think he'll get past Fanini. No. Um. Man, it's getting sparse. Um, I mean, if if Australia wants to give up Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> we take him. Um, Steve Johnson's got Ramos Vignolas. Okay, all right. Which is winnable. Hey, he's a college player, so he's got plenty of experience playing dubs, which means plenty of experience at the net, and it's grass. Hopefully that'll make a difference. So if he wins, he's got to play Dimonauer or Chechenato. And then he would play Nishikori... Istaman, Nori. Um, so, no, he's not going to make it to the fourth round. Dee, 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 dee. Taylor Fritz. I think he's going to beat Tomas Burdich. <laughs> he could. 
And then he's got the rare 33 seed that he would play. Johan, yeah. So, and then if he if he makes it past the second round, he would play if Isner's there. I mean, you just don't even know if he'll fit. I mean, you know, he had foot surgery or right. something, didn't he? Or whatever yeah, his problem. Foot injury of some kind. Whatever it was. And so. I could see Isner losing first round. That guy's good. Yeah, that too. I, so. I've heard he's more of a clay specialist, but. Still. Isner can lose. I mean, Isner so, can't break anyone. I mean, so what did I say? Taylor Fritz. Didn't I call it? He just, well, he's got confidence. Watch him lose first yeah, round. Yeah, Noah Rubens got Federer second round. So, pretty much count that out. For Federer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's old. Um. um so yeah, and that's it. I mean, so to me, I mean, Taylor Fritz has the best chance, I think. You, I mean, he's got to have confidence, obviously. And by the way, we did. I, I mean, we we talked about Isner, but only in <laughs> sense of his relation to another American, because I don't see Isner making it far. And again, that's just the unknown factor. I have no idea right. what he looks like. Although, again, I saw him at SMU the other day, last week, hitting. Which I find that is a. A positive not sign. A, oh, you think positive? Well, yeah. I just think it's negative because he's not there already. Well, yeah, but uh, he probably just, he was just probably waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to get cleared. I mean, just play. in terms of the names of the people he has to beat, he should be able to make the fourth round, but that's always the case. Who, Isner? Yeah, he's got Rude, Andujar, and Fritz or Struff. Well, one thing that helps me is Fritz and Isner. Actually, no, it doesn't help me. <laughs> Because if they both make it, then one of them's making it. So yeah, if because Fritzer and Isner, I think are our two best options. Typically, Isner is anyway. Yeah, uh, but since the unknown, when you've got so two you and should eight. have set it at over under point five. <laughs> That's what you should have done. Over under point five. What would you have? T- well, you still would have taken under. Yeah, because I think it's zero. <laughs> um, and I say the women's is two and a half. Over. And I think that's possible. Over, I think it's yeah. That's uh, that's an easy over. And and now zero is not an easy under. And what makes it harder is you've got Isner and Fritz would see each other potentially. So they only so then one of them be guaranteed to make right. It. They, yeah. So if they both win two matches, then I'm then it's one. At I least. lose. <laughs> but I don't even Fritz has ever made a third round of a slam. I, it certainly hasn't made the fourth round. Yeah. Um, so I don't see how you can. And then, him. and like you said, on the women's side, I mean, I think I'm ta- I'm I, I again, I'm an NCAA <laughs> coach. I, so I therefore I do not gamble. Uh, but that's easy money. If you're giving me two and a half, I'm taking the easy over. I'm stealing your money right now. <laughs> well, and outside of the obvious patriotism. I want Americans in the second week just for the buzz that it generates. Right. You know, you know, it's nice to have a couple people, even Americans, no one, men or women. Nobody at Wimbledon or on TV cares one bit about July 4th right. unless an American's playing <laughs> yeah. on July 4th. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the good thing for us is that's the second round, so surely we'll have a couple at least. Right. Um, if it was one day later, then who knows? And I guess we'll never play tennis on that middle Sunday anymore. Now that they have those indoor courts that Sunday will always be off, which I hate. But Maybe. If they had so much rain that all they got were the stadiums in. It would have to be terrible, though, I would think. Well, dude, we've had some bad. Yeah. And it's England. And I guess, I mean, you're right. You can only fit three or four matches on one court a day. So, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't. All right. Well, here's what we should do from now. We're not going to, but here's what we should do <laughs> from now until. All we have to do is print out 
the order of play every day. Right. Because to me, whatever the order of play says, that's what Wimbledon is doing, whether they're fair to women or not. Right. Whatever changes they make based on all the disasters that happen, that's just people making good or bad decisions based on, oh, God, I'm panicking and it's raining. Right. Not, ooh, it's raining, a perfect chance to just, you know... (laughs) take the women's matches and put them on court right. 90. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're panicking more to try to get the tournament in than they are right. trying to uh, be sexist. So maybe we'll print off the order of play every day and just count it up. Yeah, before the weather happens, you mean? So you can see if it adjusts? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully it won't, we won't have any weather and we can right. just see. Uh, I, I, hate, I hate the way all the tournaments handle bad weather, but, I mean, again, their job is to make money, first and foremost, I would assume. Yeah, they definitely don't factor in the fairness of the tournament when they do the weather issues. But right, sometimes you can't. Right, when they got to fill the stadiums. I mean, and you have people that bought tickets, and, and they have that stupid curfew too there, which is so <laughs> annoying, so stupid. <laughs> I just become the mayor of Wimbledon Township <laughs> or whatever it's called. That's right. Um. All right. Well, I'm ready. So I mentioned Formula One earlier. And it's not like I'm getting into form- Formula One. I'm not. I don't care about Formula One at all. However, it's it's a pretty it, it's kind it's an individual sport, right? right? So you basically the way it works. If anybody F one, you ha- it's those cars that have the open wheels and the wing on the front, and which wee, wee, looks wee. so scary to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And they go you know two hundred plus right whatever. And they're zigzagging around chicanes and stuff. And and so they're an individual sport, but everything is promoted around a team. Right. And that's a manufacturer, basically. Right. You, you know, and so here's a, and the amazing thing is this. Maybe it's not amazing, I don't know. But in F1, which is the NFL of NBA, right. English Premier League, whatever you want to call it, the top level, F1, there are 10 teams and two drivers per team. Okay. 20 people. That's it. And that's all they allow. That's it. Okay. And so you, and so you're two, two guys, like for instance, the number one team in F1 is Mercedes. Okay. And you're thinking, how do they go so fast in the luxury cars? <laughs> but apparently they're. So fine. are they all, are all teams car manufacturers? Um, no. Okay. As a matter of fact, it's really interesting. Um, there's a, there's a, what do you call that? Netflix, <laughs> uh, just, you know, show or whatever, just one season about 2018. Okay. And you had to say Netflix was one of the teams. No, <laughs> no Red Bull is though. Yeah. So you have, so you have the Mercedes team and they obviously drive mercedes right and i'm assuming they're based in germany but one of their one of their drivers is um from the uk lewis hamilton and the other one so lewis hamilton is the number one driver in f1 or he was last year um and the other one is from finland and then they race for Mercedes. Yeah. And they they obviously, as the name would imply, they drive Mercedes. I think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course they do. So then, so here's the team. So you have, then you have Ferrari, which Makes is sense. obviously a Ferrari. Right. 
And then you have Red Bull. Red Bull Racing. Now, they don't drive Red Bull cars. (laughs) So their engine manufacturer on this documentary last year was Renault. Okay. Spelled Renault. Yeah. But it's French. Renault. Uh, Because that's French. Was that a good? I don't know. (laughs) Renault. Um, So they were. So Renault would build their engine supply engines to them right and then they would race under the red bull racing as in the drink red bull i guess and the odd thing is renault also has a team (laughs) so it'd be like yeah yeah it'd be like you know tom brady supplying passes for the steelers (laughs) i sure would love that (laughs) the problem is there was some drama because red bull kept having to retire cars during the middle of races because their car their engines would crap yeah, out or whatever no cars would never never no they out. suck too oh okay <laughs> so so you have red bull but now they're actually um i think they went with honda so they switch or something yeah so then you've got the renault team which is renault you've got mclaren which is mclaren yeah and they're they're based in england and then renault alfa romeo so, as you might imagine, their engine is Alfa Romeo. Um, Racing Point, which is a new team, sort of, because they had a team called Force India, but the owner of that got in a lot of trouble for some, like, big time, you know, big business kind of, you know, all the owners are billionaires. Right. You have to be, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but he got in trouble, so the, the company was going into receivership or something. So he stepped away, somebody else came in, and now it's whatever. Um, and then you've got uh, Toro Rosso, which is also Red Bull. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it's the same. I don't know what it is. Anyway, then you have Williams, which is a, a historic racing team that had success back in the day. They suck. <laughs> is that American? Nope, British. Oh, okay. And then you have the American team. They their engine comes from a Buick Skylark, an '87 Buick Skylark, uh, because we suck. But we're only like three or four years old. Yeah. So we're brand new, and I don't know how it works. Like moving up and moving down, they have an F2. Yeah. So the Formula One is F1, and then they have F2, and they have F3, and I don't know exactly how. The, if it's like promotion, like in soccer, or Davis Cup, or whatever, or the old Davis Cup, right? Oh God! Oh, we forgot to talk about how they're ruining Fed Cup now. <laughs> um, and the only reason they're ruining Fed Cup is not because they're changing, because they're not doing what we said. But that's right. a separate issue. We can save that for post Wimbledon. For well, we'll save that for Davis and Fed Cup. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm doing a history of F1, <laughs> but apparently. It is a hugely popular sport. We actually have, and they have a circuit of races, and I think to some degree, maybe over time, some races have come come and gone, Right, but you still have long-standing, you know, ones. Like Monaco is the big one. Right, so that's kind of like the most high-profile. If anybody's ever seen anything about anything having to do with Formula One, it's the Monaco Grand yeah, I've Prix. Had some friends actually go to that. Wow, in a yacht because that's a lot of it. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, stars are there. They they were, they were showing that race, and Tom Brady was there, and you know other famous people. Yeah, I'm all Tom. It's a big Tom Brady episode. I hate that guy. <laughs> hate him. Um, but we also have one right here in Texas, 
in Austin. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. So there are, how many races are there? One, two, three, four, eight, 12, 16, 21. 21 races maybe? And one of them is in Austin. Okay. Isn't that crazy? And are there others in America or is that nope, the only one? That's the only okay. it's Formula One, United States Grand Prix in Austin. And again, it's jam packed. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's in November, so the weather's cooper you know, it's not in a thousand degrees. Right. Um all right, so why am I giving you the history of Grand Prix when tennis is clearly a superior sport? <laughs> because even in an individual sport which Formula One is. I mean, it's one versus one. I mean, even your teammates. So the two Mercedes drivers are trying to beat each other. Right. Now, and once you're out there, it's just you. Right. But they're also trying to beat each other. I mean, there's a lot of rivalries. A lot of them actually say, you know, hey, you know, the rivalry starts right here on your team. You got to beat that guy. Right. Because if you don't beat that guy, you're the second best guy on your team. Boom, you get replaced. Right. You know, because there's only 20 seats in Formula One, which is insane. Right. Now, that's not just, I don't know how many people race compared to how many people play basketball in the whole world. (laughs) So, like, percentage-wise, it might be, you know, whatever. But anyway, but it's hugely popular. And watching that um, Netflix documentary or whatever it is, F1 Drive to Survive, I think, check it out, is you see... And all the cut, like, you know, each team, the cars, same paint job, same whatever. They just got the guy's name on it and a different number, but it's the same exact car, you right. know, the same paint scheme. So you've got 10 sets of cars that are, you know, paired up that look the same. That's the extent, really, of what the team is. And it's really not even that. And, and pe- the reason people follow drivers, but they get behind these drivers because of the teams. Right. And. And it's amazing to it, it's such a different world that I knew nothing about. I was like you. I was like Monte Carlo, you know, Monaco. That's yeah, it. I've seen all. that. It's amazing, and that's it. But that's why I. It's a small example of what I think could potentially work in tennis. You can have individual rankings because these guys, you know, the standings for the you know they have two different standings. So they have driver standings, and so. Lewis Hamilton from Great Britain, a Mercedes car, is one. Yeah. And Botas from Finland, also the Mercedes team, is two. But then you have the Red Bull Racing Honda is three, and then Ferrari and Ferrari are four, five, and then Red Bull is six, and then both McLarens are, are behind them. You know, so... They, so obviously Mercedes was one because they had the top two in terms of teams. Right, that's what I was going to say. So then... You have your your teams, your your constructor, as they call it. Yeah. So who's and Mercedes is one, Ferrari is two, Red Bulls three right now, and you know people, I think people probably have more. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if they're more fans of drivers or fans of teams. It's hard to say uh, because if you were a fan of Lewis Hamilton because he's from Great Britain, but he's driving a German. A German team, Mercedes team, is from Germany, based out of Germany, and uh, but then also, if you're a fan of Lewis Hamilton on the Mercedes team, then you probably dig Botas from the Mercedes team. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, what's funny in tennis is the teams get very little credit for any of the player success. 
the, the more famous ones do. But. Well, to be fair, we're not building the player. Right. It, you know, and so... I'm not saying they should get as much as they get in the, that, but it's funny how they're barely even known who they are. Right. In, in tennis. Even though Federer thinks that, you know, we shouldn't be... <laughs> coaching shouldn't be... He's against coaching. Oh, that's MI. What a great... What a great guy. What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. So anyway, so, so that is something we disagree on. We need to get into that. That's right. Um, so anyway, so... I. But no, I did watch that 30 for 30 about Janet Guthrie, you know, who started in F1 and NASCAR. She was the first woman to race in the Indianapolis 500. And it sort of got into a little bit of that, but I still didn't know the detail that you just gave about the 20 spots and the how it works with the teams. And it's all that. a whole different world. I mean, you know, I and I'm no expert, obviously, but it just, and again, I was looking at it mainly from the standpoint of, how could tennis use this? How could, you know... Right. Um, and it just seems to me that that if we if we had more of that team environment, because you look at teams across the world in every sport, they're just more popular. Right. And tennis, we have one now, as much as we like the new, well, we like some of the new aspects of the Fed Cup, Davis Cup, but now you're talking about one week a year where your country matters. Whereas you could have it where there's a whole system set up where all year long you're playing and generating points for your country or doing something. Right. I mean, that would make it more of a team. That could actually factor into the coverage of these slams. Oh, man, if this so-and-so wins, she's going to vault her team up into third place, her country up to third place. And and maybe you just accidentally stumbled onto something because you certainly couldn't have done it on purpose. (laughs) But maybe you just stumbled onto an idea that we institute country points based on... Yeah, every win you get in a tournament gets X number of points. When we start, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll just do that ourselves. Yeah, and uh, track it starting next year. Because and they late. could do that for you know, Davis Cup and Fed Cup seating or whatever. Ooh, but uh, dude, I mean that would be just, interesting. You're full of it today. <laughs> I'm always full of it. And that's what I was. <laughs> you wait for me to finish my jokes. <laughs> that's that's uh that's borderline brilliant. Well, and just imagine if it came down to the end of the year. Well, I guess if you had Davis Cup at the end of the year, it would come down to it no matter what. But, I mean, if it came down to the end of the year for who got seated one or whatever, that would be interesting. That is a really interesting idea. Why don't they call us? (laughs) We have all the answers. That's clear. So, anyway, F1, I I don't know anything about it, but like I said, it's kind of interesting um, looking at it, and it's, it's hugely popular and clearly the money is there uh, to be had for all the drivers. I mean, you can't you can't be a billionaire spending that much money without getting return, and these drivers are getting paid, and so it it, it works. Well, and it I, sounds like most of them are at pretty fancy locales, so I'm sure they're generating a lot of income from advertising and fan tickets and everything. Yeah, I would. I mean, they got you know. All the cars have, you know, sponsors all over them, their jacket, you know, their fire suits and everything. But anyway, it's just, I, I've long thought that there should be a team aspect. I think that would help us yeah, um, in terms of popularity. And listen, I mean, nothing goes on forever. Right. Nothing goes on forever. Um, well, it just gives you another aspect. If you're not into it, it's not going to make you stop watching tennis. Like, oh, I hate this country, these country points. Like, I'm going to quit watching. Like, that's not going to, it shouldn't deter anyone. At right. least it's, it should add. I would think so. 
So, I mean, that's interesting. And I think we came up to this. To, I think we came to this conclu- together. We did. It's it teamwork. Rare for us. It's teamwork. God, just think if we actually prepped. <laughs> Every day I say that to myself and I'm like, man. You're like, well, I'd rather just watch TV. <laughs> no, I'd rather not talk to you right. extra if I don't have to is really what it boils down to. But ultimately, uh, for the good of the show, we may have to start doing that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah so anyway, Formula One. I'm going to start a Formula One podcast. How about that? It's the weakest error in the history of Formula One, I think. Yeah. Hashtag weakest <laughs> error. Anyway. All right. Well. Did we talk enough about women to uh, not get yelled at? To stop our protest outside? I think so. All right. Fantastic. Just the minimum. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, you got anything else? That's it. No corner? No. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) I don't know why we invented that thing. I don't either. All right. Well, once again, it didn't work at the beginning. It hasn't worked (laughs) at the end, but we'll try it both now. So don't forget to follow us at uh, Tennis Rev Pod on Twitter at tennis rev pod on twitter you'll get uh links that you can share that you better share quite frankly um with everybody on there and then no way (laughs) wait a second wait a second are you kidding me i don't understand what this means oh i thought you were saying that our number just went up somehow during the show no way it didn't (laughs) Yeah, my following on Instagram went up by one. <laughs> I followed you, Nina. Oh, you followed her. Just, just to try to get... If she doesn't follow us back, then I'm out. Um, anyway, so uh, so on, twi- on on Instagram, currently, you'll get nothing, and you'll like it. Right. Tennis Revolution Pod, at Tennis Revolution Pod on Instagram, and uh, maybe one day we're going to start sending stuff out on that. I don't know. Um, other than that... Spread the word. We always say it, but it's true. Uh, you got to share. You got to share us out there um, if we want to grow. And we are growing, but we're just impatient. It drives me crazy. Uh, we're not growing fast enough, but we are growing. But you can help us grow faster. Just send the stuff out there. Share it. All the other things I don't know how to do, you can do it. All right. And until next time, thanks for joining Revolution. Bye, guys. Yanina. Yanina.